You're listening to Artitude, a podcast with artists created and produced by Detlef Schlick, a visual artist and ritual designer, living and loving in West Cork, and best known for his essay about the cause and effect of shamanism, art and digital culture. Working in the field of performance, photography, painting, sound, installations, and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind. This is Detlef Schlich and today we dive into the unknown and unexpected ocean of the creative mind at Cape Clear together with Ed Harper. Hi Ed. Hi. Ed is um, uh, was supposed to say sheep farmer. No, he is a goat farmer. Uh, and Ed is already living here since 40 years on this island or maybe more. We will discover that, that in total. How he came over here in the first part and uh, um, as well how, how it is um, to um, to to survive on a place like this, especially uh, of, as a as a as a as a blind person, because Ed uh, is blind. Since when we will discover now as well. I would say, uh, like always, we have three parts, and and um, we divide it. And the third part is is actually um, the part where we where we're gonna get aware how he came over to Ireland and what what where was what was his creative inspiration you know getting coming over to ireland and and uh, setting up a farm and and uh, especially um when 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 did it start and 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 you know yeah it's great to have you here well it's it's great to be here <laughs> i've been here for whatever it is it's for well it'll be 42 years this july so but i, I first came to the island in 1973 so that's a good bit before that too 1973, mm. first time, and 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 you you uh, you 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 felt in love with the island, or, or oh, like very that. much, yeah. And I mean the the you know going to to what you said there about how I I able to live here. The answer is I live here because there's the community. Although a lot of the time I don't see the community because I'm on the farm. Yeah. Um, and especially under current conditions, and especially since my guide dog retired. Yeah. Um, this year I've actually I've only been off the farm one two three four times since february so it's but i like living on the farm if i didn't i wouldn't be here so you know it doesn't bother me too much and oddly enough with the effects of the virus um outside the island i'm having a much, a much more sociable time um i'm able to attend singing sessions in london dublin um and with one diverse one which is kind of international and doesn't really have a, a physical home at all and um, on top of that you know it's yeah. it's uh, politically I mean I was in a meeting in, in what would have been the meeting in Dublin which I never would have gone to because yeah. it would have taken me two days um, whereas I could sit at home and take part in that meeting last night mm. and tomorrow I can take part in a vote as a delegate on the National Council of People for Profit which otherwise would have been the meeting in Dublin um, and I probably wouldn't have gone. In fact, I certainly wouldn't have gone without a guide dog. Yeah. So from my point of view, there's a lot to be said for good old Zoom and the, the virus giving people a reason for using it. 
Yeah, 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 no, 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 absolutely. I mean, that's that's perfect. That's yeah, absolutely. I was wondering actually, and I think it is, it is. Uh, I mean, it is very special, you know. You know, you 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 gave up everything in your in your early age. I mean, how old have you been? I mean, you you had a job in England, wasn't it? I was teaching for eight years in England. Um, I was teaching sociology mostly and general studies and the so critical theory. Uh, well, it's just a general sociology, O level and A level, sort of pre-university level. Um, to it was a relatively new subject. And in fact, whilst I was teaching, it became so popular yeah. that it, it exceeded um, English in the number of people taking it, and it led to a very interesting political spat with the examining boards because yeah. they deliberately downgraded the number of people that were passing. Yeah. Um, because it was becoming so popular and oddly enough the state weren't too keen on it because whereas if you study Shakespeare yeah. um, you can if you're a reasonably intelligent person apply a lot of the insights of Elizabethan politics yeah. to the present day but it's not very straightforward but if you study how society works you do start on the whole to think about how society works and how it doesn't work and you start to want to do things yeah. and because we suddenly became so popular They they literally downgraded. They they raised the pass rate, dropped the number of students that were passing to keep the elite going. Yeah, and yeah. we we finished up having to go down to London, have a row with the chief examiner, and they they backed down because they couldn't take the thought of the publicity. Yeah. But we're talking that would have been early 1970s. Uh, All right. With, with the how how old have you been there? Uh, well, I was there eight years. I was 30 when I left. Okay, so you start was was 22 already. Yeah, so I must have started teaching when teaching. I was that, that so kind of So you finished age, yeah. quite early yeah. your, 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 your studying, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, I, I finished. I went to, well, I went into the blind school system when I, when I was a kid. I went to a, yeah. a blind primary school in Liverpool. So you, you're blind from, 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 from as if you Well, not strictly from birth, but as near as damn it. At 11 months old, I lost the sight of one eye with measles, yeah. which is one of the reasons why I get seriously, seriously annoyed with anti-vaxxers yeah. who really do not know what they're talking about yeah. when they say that measles is not a serious disease. Yeah. It's killing all over the world yeah. and they're helping it. Yeah. But anyway, I won't get into that for the okay, moment. Okay, yeah, no. But, but, um, Yeah, I lost the sight of one eye when I was 11 months old. And when I was three and a half, um, I stuck a pair of nail scissors into my other eye. And that oh, kind God. of, <laughs> that finished it. But, uh, but at by, least it by, was by me. By accident or what? Or was it? Yes, oh yeah, by accident. I didn't know how to use scissors. And I mean, it, it taught me a lesson, which I've on the whole carried on to my children, which is, you know, if if you don't know how to use tools, yeah. um, you know, you don't leave tools around unless you're going to teach people how to use them. Because... There's nothing more deadly than than somebody trying to do something and not knowing how. And yeah. you know, as I say, it cost it cost me my sight. So, um, but yeah, at least it was me, and it wasn't somebody else. So you know, so, so you you got to use use living without daylight very early. Um, yes and no. I mean, initially, I could still see shadows and things yeah. once I got over the, the initial accident. But uh, like what you hear so far, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one too because by the time I was three and a half, yeah. I'd obviously learned what all the colors were because. Um, like, a, you know, if, if you, you describe something as being red, I know what you mean. And Can you see a little bit of the red? Or no, no, not at all. Just and black and white. Nothing. Literally nothing. Oh. 
All right. But then people often follow that up with, so I suppose it must be strange living in darkness, but you don't live in darkness. Um, oddly enough, if if you know it's daylight, yeah. um, it, it, it is, you, 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 your imagination fills it in. Your brain ab- abhors boredom. That's why people, you know, if you put people in, in a... Uh, a situation of, of you know, n- a sort of sensory deprivation. Yeah. They have, um, you know, essentially they, they have some kind of illusions will come to fill the space because, you know, we are, we are animals that are designed to be always alert, always looking for patterns, always looking for the predator and so on. We, we, yeah. are, we are prey animals, really, originally. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you, don't, you don't just shut down. Um, and so if, you know, if, if I know it's daytime, as far as I'm concerned, it's light. But I can't see light. All right. And if I know it's nighttime, I know it's dark. And actually, from my point of view, in a practical sense, nighttime is actually a much more um, visible time to me by hearing. Because it's so quiet. It's quieter and it's usually damp at night. And I, I presume sound travels better in damp air than it does in dry air. because you, The smell is different as well, isn't it? Oh, that's true. But I mean, like if, if I um, go out, you know, on the road in Cape at night, I can actually hear, well, assuming there's no wind, of course, which yeah. is, is rare here. Yeah, but I mean, I can actually hear the verges and I can hear the walls. Whereas in the day, I, I probably wouldn't be able to do that because there's so many other noises around. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I think this, this, this experience, how, how to, how to um, describe this, this light for a blind person is i think very very special i mean it is very creative actually so i think i think if you if you read or, or actually if you listen to 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 to, to books you probably uh, uh did, did you listen as well to, to books about light mm, well i i studied physics up to a level but you know sure. that's my main thing to all, do with all light. right <coughs> yeah 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 so 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 how did you how did you how did you uh How did you approach this subject? I mean, it, it must be a very interesting dis- discussions between you and 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 the pupils. Or, or well, the the, the, in, the interesting. I mean, I was one of the first three um, totally blind people to actually do um, A level physics, which is in those days was the pre university level. Yeah. Um, and I, I did it because um, we I had a, a college that I went to that a teacher there who was um, I'm afraid by now will be long dead but he, he was very enthusiastic about the whole idea and he modified various instruments so we could use them yeah. and he, he built various things so we could use them yeah. um, but the, what I found fascinating was if you like almost the philosophical side of it yeah. that that myself and my my blind colleagues didn't yeah. have any particular difficulty in accepting that light behaved in a similar way for instance to radio waves Yeah. Why shouldn't it? Yeah. But for the the students who who basically lived in a light world and use their sight all the time, yeah. they they found it upsetting. I mean, <laughs> that sounds silly, but they found it an emotional problem that light behaved in the same way as as other waveforms, and you could actually guide it. Um, like short, very short wave radio, you can move around in in polished waveguides the same way you can light. Yeah. And. You know, it, it is interesting that it was an emotional problem for them. They were resistant to believing it was the same thing. And it, it's the same, uh, as I say, it's almost a, a philosophical or a sociological thing. That, yeah. I mean, like I, I talk all the time in in um, seeing 
metaphors, though I don't see it all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I say, you know, I, 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 I see what you mean and I say, you're right. Because sure. in this culture, um, sight is so much the primary sense. I mean, because light is a primary sense, you know? Yeah, and the reason is because it carries more information because it's very, very short wavelength. And so you can get more information. That's why we're on fiber optics communications nowadays because you can you can shift a lot more information it a lot is a very very interesting subject you know yeah, yeah but it, it's it's only a matter of degree it's not a matter of 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 difference if you see what i mean but the thing is for for those who have their side they're so primed in this culture particularly to rely on that side that they they frequently ignore the other senses Sure. And in fact, they're not aware of the fact they use them, and but, in some cases, yeah. I suspect they don't. But um, yeah, but I mean, our our society is is side driven because because uh, 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 how many percent uh, on this on this planet are blind? I don't know. Oh, it's it's a very it's a very small number, fortunately. I mean, less in 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 developed Western countries like this than you would find in India or Africa, because most of the infectious diseases. Um, We've now solved sufficiently yeah. that, that it, they're, they're not yeah. common. But, Vaccination. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah. but no, I mean it 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 it's a very it's a very interesting topic in a way. It is to me anyway. Um, and because I work and live with animals, yeah, and they they have a different culture. I mean that they, they you know if, if you're working with dogs, um, yes, you know particularly if you have a guide dog like like I've had for forty six years. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. you rely on that dog having a good sense of sight. Yeah. Um, because it it has to live in a culture where all the other people it's dealing with work on sight. But the truth of the matter is, that dog has a much better sense of of, of smell. Yeah. Than it does of sight, mm. and that dog will use its sense of smell for you, if you see what I mean. Yeah. And so and um. It, it's very useful to work with an animal that has some areas of like, and dogs' hearing is is on the whole way better than people's hearing, and that can be very useful too. I mean, and they know, are specially trained for that as well. The m majority of the training of guide dogs is sight based because they're trained by people, and they're trained by people who live in a sight culture. Sure, um, but dogs naturally do it. I mean, as as long as dogs. Uh, aren't discouraged from doing it. Dogs naturally do it. Now, to an extent, you have to discourage a dog from using its nose when it's working um, because you don't want a dog sniffing along a pavement. You want a dog to walk up the middle of the pavement so you can get along fairly fast. Yeah. But on the other hand, um, you know, I, I would be amazed. Well, I'll give you an example. My first guide dog, Yeah. I suddenly discovered she had an, an additional facility that she was never trained to officially, which was if, if I was in a strange town and I was walking along the street, every so often she would behave like a pointer. She'd suddenly hesitate and yeah. point yeah. at a, you know, a doorway, right? Mm. And I rapidly discovered that that doorway would be a pub yeah. or a bar yeah. because I, I found out talking to the person who'd had her when she was a puppy that totally against guide dog rules, they had taken it. Well, they they taken to the pub to, to socialize her because yeah. guide dogs have to be able to cope with any kind of social situations. But totally against the rules, they'd bought her the odd bag of crisps. So as far as she was concerned, the smell of beer or whatever the main smell of pubs is, as far as the dog's concerned, yeah. was associated with bags of crisps. So we'd go along the street. She she was a good dog. She worked for me well. So she wouldn't kind of rush into a pub. She'd just hesitate, point at the pub and say, we're going in. 
you know. And <laughs> if you're in a strange town and you're a blind person, yeah. that, and if you, you know, if you drink or you need a cup of coffee, yeah. that's a fantastic facility. I mean, I'm not suggesting that they could incorporate that into all guide dog training. And some dogs <laughs> would be hard to handle, and you know, yeah, you couldn't stop them going. But but yes, it's a very useful facility. Yeah. And that that's that's the dog's natural ability to scent things, you know. Which, but to an extent, you have to limit that because you you have to get them to work in in the the kind of world we live in, uh, or yeah. the kind of world you live in. Really. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I, and I have to cope with that too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, especially if, uh, the the point what you made. So we, we live we live in 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 a, in a, in a visual world, you know. So, I mean, which is as well sub subsequently uh, <clears throat> somehow uh, superficial as well you know oh yeah i mean th th there are advantages to being blind um and one of those as far as i can see one of the biggest advantages you're not subject to because you all live That's in a very I mean. visual world you don't suffer from all the visual advertising yeah. you, you don't literally your head isn't stuffed with you you, you know you're waiting at a bus stop and there's all this um crap basically yeah, you know yeah, yeah. wanting you to buy this that and the yeah, other and yeah. you know whatever yeah. and i mean you know having said that but you know, if, you're, I, if you're in if you're, if you're in a city you're surrounded by yes all the time and and sound wise you it, know yeah well sound you do suffer from the sound i mean you have you have no choice about that but um yeah. but on the other hand it, it's because the visual channels are the ones that most people use they're the ones that most people clutter up with things they want to sell yeah and it, it's nice not to have to you know be told you need to buy this car that you know that shirt and the other i don't know uh kind of sausage or something all the time you don't have, yeah. to, have to not think about it deliberately no absolutely no no and and, and as well i mean what uh, I, I, re i read a book about um uh, i forgot about the name of the author maybe you read it as well it's, it's about the uh, uh entwined history of uh light and awareness no i, I i'm actually fairly illiterate <laughs> but it is great and 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 it was a, a physician as well and he mentioned that that uh that uh people who who used to be blind and they they became their their eyesight back say after 20 or 30 years you know mm. after an operation or so they really they get so depressed that some some, some of them really committed suicide you know Well, uh, yeah, I could believe it, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 that's that's some some of them even if if they, if they could see everything, so, so so they never ever switched the light on, you know, so so they they really were were so used in, uh, to to live in this in this dark uh, 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 moments. I, I mean, that it's not it's, it's for seeing people, you know, but but if if people like like you. I have such a such such an intense imagination, you know. I mean, I mean, I I, I think uh, what what you are doing is is really unbelievable. And and if you learn really to 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 be so strong, you know, you 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 discover things where where, where seeing people uh, dreaming of. Well, I mean, there are practical advantages as well. I mean, I, I can work at night if I if I have a bad kidding at night um, and I, I don't have to put lights on and upset the rest of the animals in the goat house. Um, it's very handy if I do have somebody with me who can see what's going on. Yeah. Because from a distance, um, it's you know if you, if you 
if you don't have to interfere with an animal, yeah. um, you, you leave her to herself, but you just keep an eye on what's happening. Now, I can do that pretty well by sound and by smell. Um, but the fact of the matter is when it comes to if you have a difficult kidding and you have to you know, put your hand inside the goat to sort out some kind of mix up uh, with kids and whatever else, I, I suspect it's a lot less disconcerting when you first starting yeah. not to be saying, but my God, I can't see what's in there yeah. because you don't want to see what's in there. You work by touch all the time anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a lot less worrying. I mean, that comes with experience and yeah. you know, you can, anybody can learn to do it. Um, fat people have learned to do it for thousands of years, but you know, it is certainly, mm. there are things working at night without lights is a definite advantage if you're working with animals and so on. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's not all a one-way street. It's not. And uh, I don't know how to describe this. I, I would be the last person to say that yeah. the, um, there are no disadvantages to being blind. There are a lot. Yeah. But on the other hand, um, you have to, you know, there are ways around everything if you look for them. And very often the, the, the simplest way around it is to ask somebody else who doesn't have that problem if you're living in a, in a sighted culture. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean it's 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 very very impressive. That's for sure. Ed, I think we are almost at the end of the of the of the first part. Uh, I keep it always around twenty twenty five minutes because the attention span of the listeners is is very short. Uh, we sitting actually. I didn't mention that we're sitting here uh, actually in front of Ed's house farm. And you see in the in the background uh, uh, already our 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 ocean of creative minds. Uh, no, I'll, I'll just leave. It's okay. It's okay. And Andy, our cameraman, is sitting in the back. He just was asking me so if he should sort sort the camera, but it's fine. Uh, you can see uh, this uh, talk as well on YouTube a couple of days later. What I'm gonna do is as well. I put uh, the the uh, ads description from his website and 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 uh, uh, in underneath my description as well. So if you want to get in contact with Ed or want to visit Ed here on on his uh, uh, farm, um, you are probably more than welcome. Uh, uh, maybe you just tell tell the people the opening mm. times Ed. So I don't know. Yeah, um, we well essentially if we're here we're open um, <laughs> for visitors, but. We we are also part of the the Wolf program, which is the worldwide opportunities on organic farms. So we take volunteers um, who work alongside us, and we teach what we know basically. Um, and at, at the moment, I I did have somebody who was um, effectively well, a friend was very much a friend, but was also effectively an apprentice and had got to the stage of knowing. I'd say virtually everything I do uh, hadn't put so many years in, only a tenth of the years. But on the other hand, um, you know, she had somebody to teach. And sadly, for sort of personal reasons, um, she left. And if there is anybody out there who was would be interested in a serious apprenticeship, um, there's no money. A long time. Yes. Yeah. There's no money, but there is. You. you there's. There's food and lodging, and the benefit of well almost 42 years worth of experience yeah, and a uh, beautiful place i mean yeah and but you have to be capable of wanting to live on an island and but if anybody's interested if if you're interested in coming say for at least three months come for a month first and then if you want to stay stay for three and then if you still want to stay after three 
well, then we can consider a long term, a really long, long term. Um, but otherwise, if, if you're interested in doing that, um, at least let me know quickly and let me do it. Because if I don't find such a person in the near future, I will probably wind up the business. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the only way to go, I think. And yeah, um, yeah, particularly it, it's difficult for a lot of people, even a lot of farmers to understand who have a different attitude to their animals to me. But this herd is a family, basically, and it works as a family. And if I drop dead tomorrow, um, the goats would, in fact, run their own lives. Um, the only way I can farm is the way I have, which is um, you have to understand the, the, the people you work with, and that includes the furry ones, and you have to cooperate with them and they have to cooperate with you. Uh, I would, well, I would have no inclination to do it, but I couldn't go out with a big stick and try and terrorize them. So if you want to learn a different way, and if you want to also learn um, not to think that you should be interested in the maximum profit out of something, and that that is not the be all and end all, because there, there's profits that don't exist in money. Happiness is one of the things. Yeah, somebody, somebody was asking the other year, and my friend, sadly, who's le left, um, came out with a great statement. They said, what's the main product of the farm? And she said, happiness. Yeah. And that is exactly what the main product of the farm is, and for all of us, all of those involved in it. And, yeah, money, we need money because we need to live, or we need to buy food, mm. we need to pay for power, yeah. all the usual things. But the truth of the matter is, what is the point in making profits when it comes down to it? What is, you know, for their own sake, there's no point. What is money? You know, if, if we could organize a power cut throughout the world, or at least all the banks, all the power would be pulled in all the banks, um, who would know who was rich and who was poor? Because it's, yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, the gold's gone or the gold's there, but it's, that's not what the money's based on. It's figures on the computer screen. But sadly, those figures do relate back to the real world. And the real world they relate back to is real people, real work, real animals, real production. And the turning into those figures is the way that a small group of greedy, greedy people accumulate that. And we choose to believe them and let them tell us that they own effectively us. And it's time we stopped. Yeah. On this note, well, well said. Thank you very much for being my tall guest. And thank you very much for having me here on this beautiful place because I came already yesterday ago. And uh, it was quite a long journey from the morning coming away from church cross up to here. I mean, it's an uh, airline, just maybe 10 kilometers or something like this. It's not very, very far away. But uh, by bus and by ferry, it takes ages. So so I stay here already a couple of days more, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you for that as well, Ed. And uh, I would say we see us in the second part. Take care. Bye. This is a listener-supported show. I feel honored if you subscribe to this show. You can follow me non-financial with the following click on one of my Instagram accounts or subscribe the visual version of this podcast on YouTube via the link below. If you like what you hear, be sure to tune in this Sunday for the third part of this Attitude Audio Triptych. If you want to leave a donation for a coffee or a bus ticket, just follow the donation link 
via the Attitude Podcast account. Eventually, I would like to thank through this medium all my members and listeners of the I Love West Cork Artists Network from all over the world. Just to remember myself that without you, this year couldn't and wouldn't happen. You have listened to Artitude, West Cork's first art, fashion and design podcast. Artitude, never so close again. Ah! That was too close.